Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in everyday life. Hey, everyone. We are so excited to be here with you today. My name is Liz. I'm here with Pastor David and Katura Welk. I was going to call her Minister Katura Welk because that elder, deaconess. <laughs> I don't know what Which I Which title do you want to use today? Yeah. Mother. All of the above. A friend. Katura is my friend. She's yeah. our friend. We're going to talk about friendship today. Great. You ready for this? You guys yeah, are going to enjoy this. Katara is a lot of fun. We need to adjust a microphone. Mine. Okay. <laughs> Not me. <So> you want... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So friendship is kind of a weird subject, I think. And people don't think about, about it as like a Christian uh, topic a lot of times. But maybe it matters to Christians mm-hmm. to understand what it means to be a friend. What do you think, think Pastor so. David? I think so, because Jesus said, I no longer call you the servants, I call you friends. So we should probably figure out what that means to be, number one, a friend of Jesus and have him be our friend. But mm-hmm. then walking with him, we're not alone. So we have other people okay. who he calls us to be friends with. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Well, maybe, you know, because we're, we're going to depend on you to bring the uh, scriptural <laughs> strength to this conversation oh today. Okay. You know, you're here with two women and we're not allowed to teach the word. So no, that's not, <laughs> not even true, man. <laughs> That's like anti one of my missions. Like I'm supposed to restore the women. I know. I'm supposed to get the women preaching. That's I'm awesome. Supposed to get them out there. Um, I, I'm even friends with some women. You are. It's crazy, right? My best friend's my wife. You have to That's say good. that. Okay. Because um, it's I really think this is something I've been thinking about. Is mm-hmm. like if you're gonna get married, you're gonna have one best friend of the opposite gender. You can't be messing around with many best friends of the opposite gender where you're sharing your heart and things of yes. that nature. So you should choose really carefully who you marry because that's going to be your best friend. True. Fortunately, I chose well. I chose somebody who will test me and who will actually challenge me when I'm being irresponsible or lazy, but also is there, is super loyal, right? I can tell her anything mm-hmm. and I can walk with her. Um, but that doesn't mean just because you have one best friend of the same gen- of the opposite gender, fortunately, um, <laughs> that you don't have sister brother relationships in the body of Christ. Mm. So that's actually something the Lord's been challenging me to to learn more about is like how to be friends with people of both genders in the body of Christ without it being weird because yeah, it could be weird. It can. I don't it know if you've ever seen that in the church. I, I have never seen that. Okay. No, yeah. <laughs> What do you think, Katara? Katara doesn't know quite where we're going yeah. today. Yeah, I don't know. It's I know. okay. This is what we do. Okay. I'll just <laughs> yeah. follow. Jump in. You have thoughts on Yeah. On um, I think, well, just to go along with your sibling relationship, I love sibling relationships because they're some of your best friends mm-hmm. and some of your worst enemies. But, you know, <laughs> there's, you're, you're always going to be a sibling with, some, mm-hmm. with your brother or your sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and they know you better than most people do because they were there when you were, you know, a little kid or uh you can let your hair down with them like you're just kind of goofy i know that when i see my natural siblings it's like oh we were never apart mm-hmm. and i really believe that's what god wants for the body of christ mm-hmm. in sibling and friendship relationships so i love the sibling relationship you mm-hmm. can you know make fun of them and they're still going to be your friends <laughs> you can uh call them out and they're still going to be your friends and uh, they'll still be your brother or sister and that's that's what we need in relationship in the body Mm. where it's, uh, you can be yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important. And be yourself and not be afraid of like Mm -hmm. losing friends, losing brothers or sisters. Like you can just, it's okay. Like you can, and you can weather things like you can go through misunderstandings. You can go through miscommunications, disagreements, but at the end of the day, it's like, we're still like, we're still locked into this thing together. And the Bible talks about a friend that's closer than a brother. Um, there's a lot of scriptures in the Bible actually about friendship. Brother is born for adversity. You know, there's like, there's, mm-hmm. t- um, times when the realm of friendship in the Lord actually goes beyond even a, like a natural sibling relationship, which is pretty crazy, mm-hmm. um, to think about, you know, being friends with someone to that extent where they're like closer to you than someone that you were being you know, like born and raised with. Yeah. And it's such a gift. And I think one of the things like I just want to like, maybe we could talk about some of the misunderstandings about friendship. Cause I think mm-hmm. friendship is something everyone desires, but maybe is not always clear on like how to actually do mm-hmm. <laughs> like how to, how to get friends, how to be a good friend. Um, a lot of people are lonely and a lot of people in churches are lonely and feel like even in a, like a crowded room, they maybe don't have any friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have ever, experience that or 
felt, <laughs> felt being that lonely. way. I like to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The challenge for you is having friends. <laughs> yeah, I really liked COVID for a couple months there. Right. Oh, I, I I it. Yeah. This is like three introverts <laughs> on a podcast. We're like, no problem. <laughs> no, but I, I get it. Man. Like it's it's true what she said. I mean, we there's a difference between isolation and solitude. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um solitude's great. If it starts really hitting you as you're you're isolated and you have no connection with God or other people, that's not really a you know healthy place to be. And um, as an introvert, if you are, if you're listening and you're an introvert, you need to actually take initiative and make connections with people yeah. um, because it might not just happen spontaneously. Um, yeah. But yeah, solitude's great. Um, without solitude, <laughs> without solitude, I think you can't really be a good friend. If you completely depend on other people for who you are and your relationship with God and your wholeness as an individual, you don't know how to get that in the secret place. You can't be a good friend. You can't handle if people are disappointed in you. You can't handle telling people the truth because um, you have no best friend in Jesus to fall back on. Mm. So in solitude, you cultivate, you're not really alone because you're cultivating a, a friendship with God. Um, if you're isolated, you're just totally alone. Yeah. God isn't even involved there. Yeah. That's an interesting concept, like about not really being able to be in a friendship, um, with other people until you've learned how to be in friendship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And maybe we could talk about that for a few minutes because friendship with the Lord, again, I think, I think it's like one of those other places where it gets kind of weird. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus is my friend. You know what I mean? Like, what is that? Yeah. What does that actually mean? Yeah. What does that look like? To you. Well, for we actually just talked about this at a junior high youth group last night. Mm-hmm. Um, just being friend with Holy Spirit because mm-hmm. He's with you always, right? And so you are never alone, mm-hmm. and there's nothing there, you can't hide anything from Him. You're always with Him. He knows every thought, He knows every intent of your heart, He knows, you know, He knows every emotion you have, He knows everything. And so you aren't ever alone. Um, I think in the world, when you don't have the Lord, uh, you're you know, you are subject to your own thoughts mm-hmm. or even to like the lies of the enemy. But with the Lord, it's like, hey, like you can have a conversation with him all the time. And to have that isolated place, you know, be in that place of not isolation, but um, solitude, solitude with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he can speak to you and change you and tell you about stuff. And you can be in fellowship with him so that you can bring that to someone else. Yeah. Um, and talk about your friends with him and not in a, a negative way because you're never talking negatively with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he just gives you things. He gives you insight about people. He he shows he shows you the way he looks at them. And you have mm-hmm. to have that to be a good friend. Yeah. So yeah. I know that I have great friends, like, and I know that they they do that for me. Mm-hmm. They bring to me the heart of God. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. What yeah. do you think about, like, how is Jesus um, your friend, Pastor David? What does that actually well, mean to you? Um, what it means is that he's, you know, he's always there for me, and I can I can tell him anything. I can pour out anything to him. And like Katura was saying, a lot of times he completely changes my mindset on things. Mm-hmm. And so it's like when you're, you're hurting and you go to a human friend, you're like, I just don't know what to do. I'm, I'm completely overwhelmed or I feel whatever, whatever the emotion is. Then he speaks the reality and he gives me his perspective. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's friends with other people that I might have a problem with. And so he gives me his heart for them. Yeah. He, he tells me to pray for them. Like he leads me forward and, um, you know, he'll wound you as well, right? Mm-hmm. There's a proverb that says faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. Like you would prefer, um, you'd prefer your friend to actually hit you with something, some truth that you needed rather than just someone buttering you up and, you know, not giving you a right path mm-hmm. for you to follow. So he he's corrective. He's a truth speaker, but um, at the same time, he'll always remind me um, who I'm supposed to be and how he loves me. And he's he's my brother. You know, he's my friend. Mm-hmm. It's not a strange heterosexual romance, like you know some. You know, maybe it's easier for women to say like Jesus is. I'm in relationship with Jesus. He's like my <laughs> husband, and I don't necessarily relate to that, even though I married him in covenant, right? But. <laughs> He relates to me as a brother, somebody's speaking the truth, an older brother, which I never had because I'm the mm-hmm. oldest kid. Mm-hmm. So he's he's my older brother. You can get some advice from him. And yeah. He yeah. doesn't take, you know, nonsense from me. <laughs> it's like, you're, why don't you just tell it to me straight? Yeah. yeah. I think that's one of the marks of a really great friend, mm-hmm. a true friend, 
is that they're willing to speak the truth to you. And I think sometimes when we're like looking for friends, we're looking for people who um, agree with us <laughs> or, you know, and sometimes it's like if someone challenges what we think it can kind of, um, I don't know, maybe like seem like it's jeopardizing the relationship, but, um, to be able to have friends that you welcome to speak the truth to you. And I agree, like, that's my favorite thing yeah. about Jesus is that he'll always, he always tells me the truth, even if it's hard for me, even if it's, um, could actually jeopardize my, um, my relationship with him. He's willing to risk that mm -hmm. for the sake of telling the truth. And I think this is a really big key mm -hmm. for how we should define like godly friendships is that, um, it may not be someone that you have that agrees with everything that you think and everything that you do. And that's not necessarily a requirement for friendship. Otherwise the Lord could definitely not be friends with us. Right. <laughs> right. But someone that's willing to speak the truth and that you trust enough that you trust their love for you enough to invite them in to speak the truth into your life. Um, I know one of the things like we've talked about before too, is like the, um, there's this misconception I think about friendship that you, you can only be friends with people that you have things in common with. And like in the Lord, it's, uh, it's definitely very different mm -hmm. than that. Yeah. How did you guys become friends? <laughs> Have you guys always we been as don't. close to friends as you are now? No, yeah. Katara was really mean. When I, was little. <laughs> <laughs> I was really scared of her oh, actually. No. <laughs> it's yeah. the truth. <laughs> Why don't you Apparently tell the super intimidating. sister man's okay. story of you guys? Well, um, I think sometimes friend friendship comes out of, um, when you are going through something. So there's a need that, so that arises in your life and that, that happens in humanity. Like we, mm -hmm. sometimes we have a need. Um, and so for us, I was going through something that was life changing and I was just seeking the Lord one day and I was like, Lord, I just, I need someone. I need a friend. I need I need someone to talk to that's, you know, not my husband at this time. And, um, and I would, didn't really have very many close female friends. Uh, I, I do, like I said, I have natural sisters, but mm -hmm. I didn't have a lot of really close friends. Um, and so we, I was just seeking the Lord and one day and he put Liz, you know, in my mind and I was like, you should, you should talk to her and see if she'll, she'll join you not so much in friendship, but in going to the Lord together. And so, um, he brought me to the scripture in Matthew where Jesus went and, and he, uh, you know, told his disciples to watch and pray with him in the garden. And it was an odd hour. It was a, a hard, you know, the most difficult time for a human being ever. And he asked his friends to watch and pray with him yeah. and they fell asleep. And so I was like, okay, Lord, this is really weird that you're <laughs> showing me the scriptures, you know, is Liz going to fall asleep on me when I need her right now? Maybe. Uh, maybe, I don't maybe. know. So, <laughs> but what he, he brought to me in that was that we would meet and pray at an odd hour, like at a difficult time where, um, I knew her commitment would come because it was a challenging time to do it. So, uh, we committed to each other. What was that? 11, 12 years ago, mm -hmm. 12 years ago to meet every, it started on a Saturday morning. Now it's Sunday morning at 7 a.m to watch and pray for each other's souls. And, you know, like she said, we weren't, we weren't best friends or anything. And there, we actually don't really have a ton in common. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. she likes very strange things. I, mm -hmm. you know, it's true. I'm just like, I've, <laughs> I've never seen that movie. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, and you I, like kids movies and she likes I kids. love she has a ton kids of them. and, yeah. um, love them. <laughs> We're yeah. different and we're in different stages of life too. Like her kids are older. My kids are young and busy and, um, but our common ground is the Lord. And that is where true friendship comes in is, is God. Like I, you know, there's probably 300 people that we walk with uh, closely in our church and I don't have anything in common with them other than Jesus. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that is where, where true relationship and, and friendship is born. So, yeah. And mm. I think that's the key is that, um, it's not so much about like, I got to find, you know, I feel like you're trying to find friends. I got to find people. I have this interest. I got to find people who have this interest or I'm in this stage of life. I got to find people in this. And you may like, that's, that's, you know, that's awesome. If you have other moms or dads that have kids at the same age or things like that, those friendships do develop. But, um, at the end of the day, that's not going to be enough. 
that commonality is not going to be enough to carry each other through difficulties. And it's only your commonality of loving the Lord, being committed to walking out relationship with him, being committed to walking out relationship with a local body of Christ. Like that, that is the thing that will supersede all other, um, similar interests, um, life stages. Yeah. Anything else like that, it will, it will bypass all of that. And for me, um, you know, I had, you know, when my, especially when my kids were young, I had friends that were in that stage of life with me and we, we like did everything together. We did holidays, holidays together and our kids were always together and it was good for a time. But, um, when the Lord started really challenging me to step into what he was calling me to do, um, it really put a strain on our friendships because I was changing and, um, those friendships actually ended up being like really bad (laughs) for me. And, um, it was really difficult because I was caught between changing and being obedient to the Lord and then hearing comments from people that said they were my friends about like, Oh, well there you go on the microphone again. Like you just want attention or you just want to be the center of this, or you just want to be like this person. And I'm like, and so it was this really weird, it was a very hard time, which eventually led to this separation. And so for a while for me, I was like, it kind of, I like questioned the whole friendship thing because there are people that I love that I thought were my friends. But then when it came down to, um, places of obedience, they become very, very apparent that they weren't, we weren't going the same direction. I'll just say it that way. Mm -hmm. And so then after that, I was very alone. And like, I just had, I was asking the Lord, like, I need friends. I need like, but I need real friends, not just people that I can hang out with or that we have this in common, but I actually need godly friends that are going to encourage me, that are going to believe in what the Lord has spoken over me and that I can do the same for them. And we can walk this thing out together. And so, um, you know, it was a little while of waiting for that actually, and being, feeling very alone, but the Lord is faithful. And so, um, Katura and I (laughs) brought Katura and others, other women that come and Mm -hmm. have prayed with us and are finding that level of friendship also. Mm -hmm. And so it's been a really amazing gift because there's no, um, there's no competition in that place. Like, it's just about what is the Lord doing in your life? Awesome. Let me pray with you. Let's believe for it. What is the Lord doing in my life? What's the Lord doing in your life? And there's no, which is unusual, I think with women, especially like mm-hmm. there's, <laughs> there's not a like comparison competition. It's just like, awesome. That's what God's doing. Like that's mm-hmm. let's, let's believe for it. Like press into it. We're with you. Right. That's good. No, I, you actually, uh, we were, I was just talking to some of the the young adults in our church recently about about this very thing competition. Mm-hmm. It's like I've never uh, felt like I was competing with you mm-hmm. in anything, like ever. It's like yeah. you you may you know attain to perfection, and I would never be like, oh, like I wish I was like her. Like it mm-hmm. it just has never been like that mm-hmm. ever. So it's. Um, it, it is. It's a place of just like love where it's an encouragement. It's like, oh, you God is doing this in your life. Like, how can I get on board with that and support you and pray for you and and strengthen you and, you know, gird you up? It's never, ever been like, oh, I can't believe she's doing that or, right. you know, or vice versa, hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, no. or because I know your heart. And I think that's uh, that is key too, with close friendship, you know, the iron sharpening iron and, um, Mm -hmm. being in relationship and close fellowship with someone is, you know, someone's heart. It's like, Oh, like I know she would never, it would never be for self gratification that she would do something or she would, uh, choose something. It's not for herself. It's because I know her heart that she wants to serve the Lord. And that's, um, that comes with time and that comes with nurturing relationship too. So, mm-hmm. um, it's great. It's so, it's so nice to be somewhere where you can be like, Oh, I, I've accomplished this or the Lord and I are doing this. And someone just being like, that's awesome. Like you don't have to be like, I can't tell them, you know, my successes in the Lord because mm-hmm. I may offend them. And that's annoying. Like mm-hmm. you just, right. you know, you want to be comfortable and, um, at peace. Like that's really, that's the kingdom of God, right? Just this peace and joy, where you can have joy with someone and enjoy them and, you know, have Mm -hmm. peace in that. And it's right. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. 
I've almost every close friendship I've had has, um, has faded away because of that. I mean, mm. pursuing the Lord and yeah. not having things in common with, with other people, them going different directions, not necessarily even pursuing evil, but just not pursuing the Lord and, um, not being able to speak about what God's doing in your life, losing that essential, the most essential part of you, you're not able to share that. And so, yeah, yeah going I mean, there's been times of loneliness, you know, in my life and, you know, moving, leaving certain friends that did have that commonality. Mm -hmm. And you have to be very intentional to build those um, again. But I think for me, like the biggest key is to become that kind of a friend. Yeah. And that's really all you have control over. You can't control like, oh, everyone likes me or I finally found somebody that's going to, you know, join my ministry calling and walk alongside me. And that that will happen like you guys found. I believe, you know, God has that for us. But I just model it off of how I think about friendship is from Jonathan and David mm-hmm. in the Bible. And it said as soon as David finished speaking, as soon as he talked about his victory over Goliath, it said the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And then later it says Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was on him and gave it to David and his armor and even his sword and his bow and his belt. And so this is a guy that had won all these victories. He's older than David. He's the heir to the throne. And yet he says, there's somebody that loves the Lord. They have a, the heart after God that I have, and I want to promote them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to compete against them. I don't want to be afraid for my throne. Or Saul was the complete opposite. He became envious and punishing mm-hmm. towards David and excluding him and pushing him away. Where later Jonathan chooses him and makes a covenant with him. Mm-hmm. And I think like all true biblical friendship is a covenant where God's in that. And yeah. you're you're pushing that person towards their destiny, even at the cost of your own destiny. Yeah. Um, so it's really challenging. Like this picture, Jonathan r- literally gave up the throne of an empire to love his friend. Mm-hmm. That sounds like Jesus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm you know I'm on that road to try to be that sort of a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know not everyone is going to take you up on it. Not right. everyone's going to receive that. There's different depths of friendship. Mm-hmm. I kind of just go as long as as far as somebody will let me go being a friend to them. Um, some people allow more than others. Right. Some people resonate more than others. Some people um, have their own interests. And, you know, you, all you can control is how you love that person, like how you are a friend to other people. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to do it even, you know, thinking I might not get anything back from that. I think if you did that, you'd, you'd be taking care of whatever ministry or pastoral or apostolic calling was on your life, whatever calling was on your life, if you're really being that sort of a covenant friend to people, the rest would be getting added to you in my view. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important too to understand that you do have different kinds of relationships and you can't expect the same thing out of all of them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think we're, we're loving someone so much and we're pouring into their lives and we're expecting the same thing back from them, but they can't, they actually can't give you back what you're putting into them. And that's okay as long as you're not expecting that from them. So recognizing like, all right, you know, I'm walking with someone that's a mature believer. We have, um, commit, there's a, we've made a commitment. There's a covenant there. That's very different than, you know, I'm mentoring somebody or I'm mm-hmm. developing a young Christian and I'm going to be a true friend to them, but they may not know how to be that back for me. And if I have that expectation from them, <laughs> I'm just going to end up disappointed and bitter. Right. And like, and they're going to end up frustrated because I'm expecting something from them that they can't, they can't give me. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to understand too, um, kind of different types of friendship and levels of relationship. Mm -hmm. So that, because I know people get disappointed Mm -hmm. a lot in their friendships, their pursuit of friendship, (laughs) their pursuit of friendship, Mm -hmm. their expectations (laughs) from friendship and what they expect to be fulfilled from you know, by people. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's like, you can't put that dependency on a human relationship. You shouldn't expect to just, you know, be walking through central park every single day. You go in this coffee shop, right. all your friends are there. <laughs> um, you're all successful in your careers. Right. You're making funny jokes. Yes. You're hanging out all night. You go to your rent controlled apartment. <laughs> Everything's so good. You're making it in New York. You know, right. like you can't, you can't have that in the church as your expectation. They'll be there for you. <laughs> they will. Getting baptized I'll be there in the for you, David. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so. so I do think this is a place where people have like, they put so much um, hopes 
in their human friendships mm-hmm. <laughs> and they can be amazing and wonderful, but they're never meant to take the place of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's where we get into danger too. It's <laughs> like, we're expecting someone to be Jesus to us. And even if they're a great person like Katara, mm. they can't ever live up to, well, at least not right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. not quite the Jesus <laughs> level yeah. of consistency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, just um, what do you think people should be like looking for in friends? Like, should it only be the Lord? Like, how should they pursue friends? Like, if somebody is saying, "Yeah, I want to be that type of friend," but I do feel lonely. Like, I mm-hmm. I don't really have connection. I'm part of a church. Maybe that person actually just came to the Lord, or they they um they're deciding to fully commit to the Lord, mm-hmm. and they're losing some of their friends that they yeah. had before, just who shared hobbies with them or who shared, you know you know, kids the same age, things that you guys already mentioned, how would you advise them, either one of you guys, um, to go about creating some godly friendships? I think uh, first it would just be time, like right? You have mm-hmm. to put time into it. Um, fellowship, you know, how do you say it in Greek? Kononia. Yes. Yes. Yes, almost. Thank you. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You should get like a yeah. podcast point for that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're... But no, you have to, you can't just expect to be a friend and not put anything into it. Right. So, um, so if you're, you just come to a church, like, Hey, how can I, how can I get involved? How can I serve? Like what, what are the common interests here? Like if you have young kids and let me serve in, in the, the youth ministry, let me find, you know, maybe some commonality, but, um, but just giving of yourself, I think is really where friendship begins, um, and, and opening yourself to people where, People who I think are very lonely and they say they're lonely and, uh, and isolated, we'll go back to the isolated uh, comment, is that you you coil back, right? You don't open yourself up. You don't let anyone in. And we can do that with the Lord also where, you know, we don't find friendship with the Lord. Well, it's because you don't, you don't open yourself to him. Like you don't let him in, you know, even though he knows everything about you. For some reason we have this like, you know, aversion to just letting go and letting him into your life. Um, and it, you have to do that with people. You have to let them in. You have to let them into your home. You have to let them in into your family. Um, and that's, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, initiatives huge. Like you have to be the one to say, mm-hmm. I'm going to have friends and make that your quest because many people that, you know, talk to me about that. They say, I don't have any friends. Like no one at this church likes me. There's a whole bunch of clicks here, you know, whatever it may be. That that may be true. Um, but you can't expect people to come to you and start inviting you places and, you know, love you and just see in you everything that's beautiful that God's created in you and and just want you to be part of their life. You have to go be sort of the weird person and just mm-hmm. hang out. And um, I remember when I came out of um, my life walking away from God, I was like, I started joining this college group. I just started to come to it and I would just hang out with people that I peripherally had known in high school. Mm. I was like, Oh, I recognize that guy. I just would walk up and I was still super shut off, like not relational of a person, but I would just, I would just stand with that group of people. And you know, if they went somewhere after I would ask if I could go and I wouldn't talk all the time and I wouldn't try to be the star. I would just hang out and I would just make people comfortable and support them. And um, I would just show up to things and eventually you're part of it. You know, so that could be very basic, like yeah. high school 101, how to make friends. But I mean, some people don't do that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm alone. Yeah, I sit in my house and wait for people to invite me to stuff. Right. But, but yeah. you need to, why don't you pick up this device called a cell phone and, you know, you get people's number, you text, you're like, hey, are you free to go to Starbucks? I'd like to, you know, just hang out. I'd mm-hmm. like to just spend some time with you. Mm-hmm. And like, you have to do that stuff. Yeah. I think one of the misconceptions about relationship is that, um, well, let me just say that like you can learn how to be good at relationship. Mm -hmm. You can learn how to be good at friendship. It's not just something that like either people have or they don't have. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like people fall into like, well, I'm just not like Mm -hmm. super social. I'm just not like good at that. I'm not good at this. Like I cannot just good at talking to people. And it's like, I understand that like growing up, my, (laughs) I didn't talk to anyone. I had like this one close friend and she would just sit like in my room and be like, can you please talk to me? Like, please say something, you know, literally. And so I, it, 
I had to learn how, <laughs> and this is going to sound really weird. Like I, it was like learning a foreign language for me, <laughs> learning how to be in relationship with people, mm-hmm. but it is something that you can learn. You can mm-hmm. learn how to love people. You can learn how to be, um, fun to be, <laughs> fun to be around. Like, cause one of the greatest things about friends is that they're fun to be around, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have a good time with them. You don't, they don't, you don't feel worse after you're with them. Like you feel better after being with them and like you yeah. can learn those things. So just an encouragement to people who maybe feel like you don't have the social gift or whatever that some people seem to be just born with. Socialism. You can- <laughs> That's what you're looking for. Yes. <laughs> You're a capitalist and you're, that's <laughs> yeah. um, but you can learn how to do it. And actually the Lord is really good at teaching and he will give you insight into people. If you're looking at people for who they are and like, okay, how can I love this person? Lord, what do you love about this person? How can I express that to them? He will begin to teach you how to be someone that's a good, that's mm-hmm. a good friend. And like, you can, you can learn it. Like we, mm-hmm. they'll probably kill me for saying this. We have like a young adult group that we, <laughs> that we, um, are teaching a leadership group and they're awesome. But we spent like what a year on the subject of friendship and relationship. Mm-hmm. And that group has grown so much into it. It's like, it's awesome to see, but it's something, I guess what I'm saying is not like this, like either you have it or you don't, it's something you can develop, it's something you can learn, mm-hmm. it's something you can be intentional about. And, um, the Lord is like, he's really good to, it's just as spiritual as like learning how to operate in the prophetic or any oh, other yeah. gift. Like he can, he can instruct you and teach you and grow you. Yeah. And what use is it to be the best preacher, worship leader, prophet, if you're a terrible friend, right? Yeah. If nobody even wants to talk to you, if nobody ever wants to go to your house or, you know, you smell super bad. I'm just kidding. I don't know. But um, <laughs> whatever you're doing, you're doing something emotionally or physically that's repelling people. You should stop doing that. You're just, you're filling the airwaves with, you're filling the airwaves with your own words instead of ever asking a question of someone else. Right. You're asking questions and then answering the question Mm -hmm. for the person. (laughs) These are all just basic things that maybe you're doing and you should probably stop because it's, it's repelling people and it's, it's a way that you're building a wall and you don't probably even realize. Well, I was going to say like, how would they, how would they know? How would, how would they know if they're. If they if they're the problem, ask someone. <laughs> ask someone who you're married to. <laughs> ask someone who's uh, in your church that you think you're ministering to, that you think you're helping them. Mm. Ask them. You know, is how is my ministry actually helping you? Mm. You know, are you getting anything out of this? You know, and they might say, well, to be honest, like I wanted to tell you some stuff, and all you do is talk about yourself. Right. You know? Ouch. How did, how did David discover this? Because I used to think, you know, discipling people meant that you just sit with them for two hours and tell them things about the Bible. And like, that's not, you're not going to create a relationship that way. Mm. You need to ask what's going on in that person's mind and their heart, and then try to genuinely be interested. And if you're not, you should pray that God will help you be interested. Because even if you don't care, God cares about them. (laughs) God will, he lives in you. So I totally agree with what Liz is saying that, you can learn EQ in the natural, emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. You can totally learn love because love himself lives within you. Mm-hmm. And if you make yourself teachable, right. he helps you. You don't even have to learn it on your own. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, there's basic things we can do to be better at friendship. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. Well, and if yeah. you are always just talking about yourself or just talking to someone or at them, then they don't trust you either. It's like, mm-hmm. why? how can I trust you with my life if you know, you're just talking to me and telling me what's wrong with me or what I need to change or everything yeah. about you. And it's like, you know, I could tell with Liz when she glazes over, I'm like, oh, she's not listening anymore. Mm-hmm. She's it's gone true. somewhere else. My mind takes like me somewhere <laughs> else. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, what, where yeah. are you? <laughs> yeah. You, you need to fill out that paperwork. Right. It's right. Like, exactly. Okay. Uh-huh. Exactly. It's usually mm-hmm. something that I forgot to do. And I'm like, oh shoot. Mm. I got to go do that. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay. Because yeah. yeah. the is like, uh, <laughs> what happened? Where are you? <laughs> Come on back. Come on back. It's Come good. On back. <laughs> yeah. I just think, you know, one of the worst things that can happen is that you feel alone in the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know? it's meant to be your family. It's meant to be your brothers and sisters. Um, but it's not, I just, I keep hitting this point, but I'll just say it again, that, you know, a lot of it's within your control. Like mm-hmm. how much you really connect and how much you give of yourself. 
Um, and yeah, there might be a time period where you're not getting much in return, but you need to invest in that. You know, it's something yeah. that you invest in your relationships and your friendships. So if you think about, you know, it's not just you should pray that God will give you friends, but then you should be willing to invest in people. So. Yeah. And be willing to change. Because I've, I've sat, you know, we have a big fellowship hall. I remember a time in my life sitting in there, <laughs> looking at everyone in that room and being like, I don't like any of these people. <laughs> I'm serious. And mm-hmm. like, I don't I don't know if I want to continue this with mm-hmm. them because I don't don't like any of them i can't think of anything good obviously i was not in a good frame of mind at that point but um all to just what i'm saying is that um i was looking at them and all the things that they needed to change because all the things that i didn't like about them but really the solution was the lord had to change me there were things that he had to change on the inside of me to be able to um, love people past their flaws to be able to be in relationship with people in a trusting way not in a self-defensive way or in a, um, you know, with self-preservation in mind. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot that he had to change in me. He had to like actually completely transform my internal life so that I could be in relationship with people and didn't get bitter, didn't get um, overwhelmed by them or what they needed from me or any of those things. It's like, but the Lord did that. And I know sometimes it can be really easy to sit in a church and feel completely disconnected from people and feel like, well, if they would only change that, then it would be so much easier to love them. Or if they would only do this differently, or I can't connect to any of these people because I don't, they don't believe the same way I do about this, or I see this and they don't see it. And it's like, we, it's so easy to put everything on everyone else and why it's hard to be in relationship with them. But it really came to a place of like me being humbled and the Lord like breaking me <laughs> to be able to understand he could teach me and he did how to love people past that place and to realize like I have my own issues that people love me through and walk with me through. And I'm sure I'm one of those people that they're sitting in the fellowship hall going like, I don't know. I can't love her. Like she's, <laughs> she's too difficult, but the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy spirit. And he will teach us how to, how to love and to be loved. Yeah. That's a challenge for some people too. Yeah. Letting people love them. Good to her. Just love me. No, that's kind of interesting. That you, it's interesting that you said that because it was like God was, I was up last night because my kid just wouldn't stop crying for hours and hours. And I was just, uh, I was just staring in bed. So I was talking to God and it was, he was challenging me on like how I love people because I feel like I'm, I'm able to give my heart to someone and just say, here, take it. Here's my whole heart. Like, I love you completely. Here's what God thinks about you. There you go. Ah, take it. You know, <laughs> there you go. Blessed, you know. Um, but to let that person then come in my heart and live there is like really hard for me, you know, cause then I can't mm-hmm. detach from them. Mm-hmm. Like if I had to, or if right. they did something to me, I couldn't be like, Oh, bless, you know, all right. You know, <laughs> you know, I absolve you, whatever, you know, like you can't, it's not as easy when you, when you've actually given that person real estate mm-hmm. in your heart. Like, so I just mm-hmm. think like, um, a ministry mentality is great. You should be giving your heart away completely to the world people that don't know God in some sense in the church, you're, you know, you're giving yourself to everybody. Um, but you like, that's a challenge of the Lord currently in me is like, how can I, how can I let more people have real estate in my heart and like really matter to me where mm-hmm. I would, I would actually grieve if I lost that person instead of like just keeping just a little bit back in yeah. my heart. And I think that will really screen you off from deep, meaningful relationships. Um, it has for me. So I'm just, I'm trying to, to grow in that, you know, past that. Cause I, I've done it with, you know, there's a few people in my life like that, mm-hmm. on, but like there's way more that God has yeah. that I want, but <laughs> you know, how are we holding ourselves back from that kind mm-hmm. of life? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Katari, anything else to say? <laughs> About some wisdom loved. to give us or friend or anything? I know you have a lot to say. I do. I do have a lot to say. Just have to be careful about how I say it most of the time. We did lay down the no the no swearing rule yes, at the beginning so of this episode. Half so. my vocabulary was gone at that at that point. So. Yeah. Lord's just working, just working constantly on me, right? Sometimes you need invective. You just yeah. need that, you know? Not obscenity, no. but invective. Just increase the emphasis of yes, what you're saying. Yes, it's those uh that, you know, Bleep, words you know. that just hit, yeah, absolutely. hit hard and get attention. Yeah. Especially words that are in the King James. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. But. 
That wasn't serious. If anyone thought I was a spiritual giant, no, they don't think, they don't think that anymore. <laughs> it's okay. They'll love you more for it. Yes. Yeah, you know. That's the thing I think about, especially like in Christianity, <laughs> we can get so weird, like with ourselves, just take ourselves so seriously. And like, no, I'm not saying this about you. Oh, I'm, no, you I, can say I, it about me. I'm totally saying it about I'm you. I'm just saying it's like, I got to be this spiritual person. And like, I got to be the one that's like, brings the presence of a Lord into the conversation and like keeps it on track, you know? And like, I don't know, we could just get so weird about and the whole time. Jesus about is that. like, that is not how I was. Exactly. Like, at all. like people would not have followed him around every day. If he was just like this boring, just like only, you know, I don't know. I just think perfect guy. Yeah. <laughs> he was perfect, but he was human, yes. you know? And it's like, I think we forget that part of mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. of just being in a relationship with each other. Like it's good to have a good time. It's good to just mm -hmm. be yourself. You don't have to put on this persona of like, I'm going to be a good friend to you or like, I'm going to, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm the Say all the right things and person do all the in right this. Things yeah. And I don't know. And even if you were like, you're actually mentoring someone and discipling them and you are that person that's like bringing this, you know, the spiritual meat. <laughs> it's like, it's good to have a good time with people and be human and like be real and, that's people are looking well, yeah, for. They're not looking for saying. like the perfect friend in the sense of like, you have all the answers, you know, all the scriptures you can bring it, you know, you're always just like, I don't know. It's making sense. Yeah, it totally just, is. Because like back to that trust thing, like people yeah. can't trust you if they don't just know you. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you have this like shield up or, you know, this uh, costume or the, whatever, you're trying to hide who you really are. Mm -hmm they're not going to trust you. And that's, uh, you can't be a friend if you can't be trusted. Yeah. Right. So you do, you just have to be yourself. And like, I'm a person who needs the Lord and needs you. You know, I need you as my friends. I need you as my brother and my sister. Otherwise, like what, what's the point of all this? Like I could, I could find something else to do. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. So you had more to say that you didn't want to say? I don't know. <laughs> I, that's what Liz, Liz said. Katura always has more going on in, in her internal thought process yeah. than actually comes well, out, which well, is, you know, sometimes good. Yeah, sometimes yeah. good, sometimes bad. Um, what do you do if someone thinks you're, they're your good friend, but they aren't actually your friend? Like you're not in a relationship with them. Do you just leave it or it's like. Leave them in their delusion? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think or, you come up to him and you say, we are not friends. I'm just or you're like, no. so what, what do you so, mean by that? You like, might think <laughs> I'm your friend, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah. What does friend mean to you? You could go Jesus on him. Oh, yeah. friend, what does friend mean No, I you? think because that's actually a legitimate mm -hmm. like concern in the body of Christ where people think they're actually friends, but they're not. It's mm -hmm. like... <laughs> Pull him aside. You say, "Let me let me refer you to a podcast that talks about friendship." You mean like and, the uh, the delusion of ministry, like <laughs> where you're like you're doing a lot of things together, yeah, maybe, but you're not actually in Your relationship with each other. Yeah. And I do I do think that that is like we can really fool ourselves mm -hmm. in church life because we're very busy and we're doing a lot of things together, but we're not actually sharing like our souls aren't knit. Like you were saying with Jonathan and David, like there is a soul knitting that happens in real relationship. And sometimes we can think of like activity and proximity um, as a substitute for friendship. Mm -hmm. And that's not actually what it is. And that's kind of a, I don't know, scary. Like I, I honestly, like, I think it's okay if somebody believes that just great. I mean, that means they have a good viewpoint towards you. Only God can really grow them in that. And all you can do is continue to love them and, and for yourself, know what it means to be a friend and have a friendship and try to, to model that and like, and love them in that way. Um, and maybe pray for them that they actually would become a good friend, you know, and like Abraham Lincoln said, the way I destroy my enemies is I make them my friends, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought that was a good quote. You know, it doesn't always, it doesn't always work, you know, but it's a, uh, sometimes it does. And, you know, sometimes you're like, Oh, that person has this total wrong view. And like, you know, there's people that come to me and they, they really connect with me and um, I'm like, yeah, like I could either say I don't really connect with them and they shouldn't be coming to me or I should say like, no, the Lord, the Lord wants me to reach out more. The Lord wants me to make myself open, like I was saying before, and like, and even pursue that person. Um, and maybe they need that friendship. Like they're saying that that's in their mind that you're a friend and they just need to know even more what that, what that really is. So I don't know yeah. if that, if that even speaks to it at all. And I do think too, but, there are different so. levels of I mean, there's people that I'm friends with that I, I love them. I like being around them. Mm -hmm. 
you know, does it always go to like a really deep closer than brother friendship? No, not always. And that doesn't mean it's not authentic, but I think we do have to actually evaluate if we're thinking, um, we're in a, a friend, like a deep friendship relationship with someone. Do I actually invite that person to speak into my life? Like, do they have a voice in my life or is it just, we do a lot of things together and we don't actually affect each other that much. And so I think there is some like self-evaluation that has to happen there and some questions with the Lord too about am I actually in friendship with people or am I just in um, working relationships mm-hmm. with them? Cause we can really easily fall into that in, especially in just in church and ministry life and, and then end up, you know, wondering where all of our friends are. And it's like, well, we didn't actually invest time into people. Well, it's the difference between the world, the culture's idea of friendships and the friendship defined by social media and, Mm -hmm. you know, people are friends with your persona. Yeah. That's, that's what the world thinks that friendship is. But what we're seeing from the word of God, you know, there's a, there is a deeper friendship. There's a covenant friendship where you're affected by that person. Like Liz said, you're vulnerable to that person. That person knows your flaws and your sins and Mm -hmm. you're like, wow. Okay. So I wouldn't call someone a real friend if they didn't know all that about me because I wasn't I didn't trust them yeah. to share that. And they didn't trust me to share with me because they were worried about their persona. Mm-hmm. So like I mean, this is walking with God. Your persona and your decorum always have to die. Like that's those things can't live at the same place as love. Like yeah. they just can't. So we're talking about love, not necessarily romantic love. We're talking about God's love and brotherly love. And for that to exist, there can't be like, oh, what, how does it appear to people? Oh, how am I going to appear? You know, what am I going to lose if I give myself to this person? Mm-hmm. Well, then there won't be love. That's just, it's not, that's not what a real friendship is. So yeah. we have to know what it, what it truly means. Yeah. You know, yeah. But. You have to invite people into that place. It's not something that just happens. Mm-hmm. It's, it has to be very intentional. You have to go first a lot of the time. Yeah. You do. Someone's got to open up. Someone's got to be vulnerable first mm-hmm. if, in order for a true friendship to actually develop. Like Katara. <laughs> Katara was, <laughs> was good. the Super first vulnerable. one to say, I have a need. Will you come pray with me? I was like, okay. Mm. <laughs> she thought it was perfect. We didn't know. Oh, I did. Okay. <laughs> no, I was still scared of her from junior oh, high. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not really kidding. But <laughs> Do you think a lot of people are afraid of Katara? Yeah. Why? Like I have no idea why. Because you don't. Because you don't say a lot. Oh, that's what people. Are, and then they fill in all the blanks, right? Like right. they fill it. Like they. They make assumptions. That's what happens if you don't say a thing. People are like, "Oh my gosh, she thinks this about me, and she thinks that about me," and mm. because they're out of their own insecurities. Are people yeah. afraid of Liz? You think? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know they're some people are. Until they're wrong, you're like, wow, this person is so ridiculous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she just cries all yeah. the time. And- <laughs> yeah. She's either crying or saying something yeah. weird or like you never know. <laughs> I never know what's going to come out, so it's okay. Do you fear me? No. <laughs> Good. I've worked hard on that. I've worked Have hard you? on that. Actually, when I first started, um, when I was a college minister, yeah. I was like challenged by my pastor. And he's like, you're not approachable. Like, because mm. I had this whole like, super reverent thing of like, oh, you know, like we're here for God. Like some of the things that you're, you're talking about. And it was like, who wants to get to know that guy? It's like this dark cloud of whatever, you know? And I, I read this book by Dallas Willard about, it's called the art of, um, of gentleness. I think, I think something about gentleness, <laughs> but like it really impacted me. I can't even remember the exact phrases that he used, but he talked about how Jesus was very gentle and he was very approachable, even though he was also incredibly blunt. And he was like, here, here it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing, like Liz said, that, that we can work on. Like if we are perceived like wrongly in our view, like people are afraid of me or, you know, they don't, they don't come to me. Like that's, you can completely um, defuse that, you know, if you, if you ask God to help, um, you know, so maybe there's people out here who are great ministers who are listening who mm-hmm. are like, but people just want to connect with you and you don't have yeah. to be this I think, person. Yeah. I know. think sometimes, you know, people, <laughs> yeah. there's like, especially if there's a, um, Certain gifts, you know, like the prophetic, for example, that's one that people are kind of afraid of because they're like, mm-hmm. they're going to see into my soul and they're <laughs> yeah. going to know all my sins. Yeah. Right. So they're like naturally like 
intimidated by it, you know, but I think like you can invite people into your home and that like, (laughs) anyone comes into my house with like my old decrepit dog and like, we're just having fun and like hanging out. Like we get past all of the, there's no, yes, 15 years later, still going, but there's no, like, um, I think that there are ways, like you're saying to get past that. Like some of that will still be there just if people are, especially like if they're in sin, you know, right. (laughs) Like me. And then, <laughs> but yeah, we should like, just be real people. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. That's like, what just it comes real down people. to. <laughs> is just be, no, be yourself, be normal. And like, be you normal. know, as you're talking, <laughs> saying like, oh, you're so, uh, you know, intimidating, but I don't see myself as that. So I do have to make a conscious effort to be the one that is the one that approaches first. Yeah. Otherwise, cause like, I'll be sitting there. I'm like, you know, I don't feel lonely ever, but it's like, I wonder why they're not like coming up to me here. And so I'll go to someone and be like, oh, like. And I don't even know why. Like I'm right. five three, and <laughs> you know, it's like I, I try to smile sometimes. It's the, it's I have the authority no on your idea life, why. And yeah, yeah, people are like, "Oh, you, you can, you're just gonna see into my soul." It's like, what does that even mean? Like right. I, I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna buy at the grocery store in an hour, right? Exactly. Or how to pick up my kids at noon mm. while I'm sitting here. Like, there's, you know what I mean. <laughs> so you just, you have to just be. Just be a person with someone right. and just be in relationship with people. That's, that's what we need. That's what everyone needs. It's just like, just be the one that initiates it. Be the one that is a friend first and, mm-hmm. and friendship comes, you know, mm-hmm. it's great. Life's great. It is great. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. I'm you need a good to be time. friends with all kinds of weird people and it's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. I love, that's what I like. It's <laughs> fun. And I have great friends. Like, you know, mm-hmm. my kids watch me with my friends and like, you really good friends. And I do like, I, I'm super blessed in the friendships that I have, you know, can have fun and people will speak into my life and be real with me and tell me what I need to hear. Mm -hmm. And I know they'll still be there tomorrow, Mm -hmm. you know, after I get over being upset at them. Yeah. John Durgan, a guy at our church posted this really good, good thing where he said, Jesus's greatest miracle is having 12 close friends in his thirties. Right. (laughs) And that's true, man. Um, so yeah, if we study his life, we can, we can gain a lot of pointers on how to be a friend and have friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not actually that hard. It takes time. Mm -hmm. It takes intentionality and it takes being, just being a real person. Yeah. Being vulnerable. And yeah, being, not being willing to trust people with your soul. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's not the easiest thing, but it is simple. It's simple, but it's so valuable Mm -hmm. and you gain so much more from it if you just... Let go and yeah, let God. Yeah. <laughs> wow, oh, that was you. that was a good cliche <laughs> statement to wrap up this podcast. You gotta With- be a friend to have a friend. <laughs> Wisdom from the mouth of Katera wow. <laughs> came out. Let go and let God. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. Well, I hope you got something really valuable out of. <laughs> Is that a good cuss? I just, you know, I had to fill it in somehow. It's one extreme or the other, people. One extreme or the other. Okay. Stay on the road, one ditch or the other. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. We did miss Pastor Bob today. Maybe we'll do a whole, we were talking about doing a whole session just talking about Pastor Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have That'll all kinds great. of material. So maybe yeah, we'll do that nice. next time. But uh, we'll see you guys the next go around. And uh, we look forward to being with you again. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.